Jim Bradstatter, former voice of Michigan football, a Michigan man through and through. Uh, he is standing by the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. And, and I, I said like five minutes before this story broke, Jim, on air, on the Huge Show, all across Michigan, man, it's good to maybe just see this Harbaugh story for the time being go away and we'll just focus on football and boom. <laughs> From your lips to God's ears, but apparently the the good Lord didn't listen. <laughs> yeah, again, to now say, hey, we're doing this to keep focus on the, the football team. Well, then why didn't everybody do this when the Big Ten handed down the three games six days ago, right? Well, yeah, right. From Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock, which I thought was a totally contrived and very unsportsmanlike to quote the Big Ten, unsportsmanlike uh, deal legally to throw this at Michigan the Friday before they play play Penn State on a holiday so you can't go to court and get an injunction. And the indignation that Michigan put out there on Friday, both the, you know, Ward Manuel and and everybody, really, uh, with statements flying back and forth, in the next five days, clearly, you know, something has happened between the attorneys, between the Big Ten uh, and Michigan, uh, to get Michigan to back off. Because I thought they were going to go, you know, scorched earth on the Big Ten. The one thing in the in the Michigan statement that, that I found interesting that was not included in the Big Ten statement to me indicates there's still not great blood between the two. In the Michigan statement, it says the conference has confirmed that it is not aware of any information suggesting Coach Harbaugh's involvement in the allegations. In the Big Ten statement, it never says anything like that. So. Michigan's still, at least in their statement, proclaiming the innocence, and and the Big Ten did not suggest that they haven't found anything. So I I don't know. I'm like you. I'm kind of in the dark, but clearly between Friday afternoon and this morning, something happened, and there is more to the story. I couldn't agree with that statement more, and you said it about 30 seconds ago. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com just joined us uh, in the last 30 minutes, and he said from his inside sources at Michigan that there was a change in support for Harbaugh on going scorch earth, going to court tomorrow, here in the last 12 to 16 hours. So something from last night uh, until now changed everything. But if it was this smoking gun or new evidence, the Big Ten wouldn't have given up their investigation. And if there was something implicating another coach, that coach, I think, would have been suspended immediately. I agree. And that's the point. You make a great point, is that if there is something coming on, then, you know, there would have been something released. And the Big Ten wouldn't have rolled over on their investigation and said, we're giving it all to the NCAA, which is what they're supposed to do anyway. And so I agree with that statement, too, that the Big Ten said, we're done, our investigation's over. If something came out, the smoking gun that you just mentioned, then why would the Big Ten say no? They'd have the goods. They could sit there and go scorched earth on their own. But they chose not to. Instead, they said they are Michigan's a valued member of the conference, da-da-da-da-da. All well and good. Let's dance around the uh, maple. Uh, I, you know, something... Something's going on, and I don't know whether a, what deal was struck when, with whom, and how. But um, I think hopefully we'll get something, you know, in the days to come. 
but in the meantime, this will be topic of conversation through this weekend, the Maryland game, and leading to Ohio State. I guarantee it. The one thing that that crossed my mind when I read the Big Ten statement that you just mentioned, the Michigan statement, when I heard about this about face in terms of tone, stance, that maybe uh, behind closed doors, that with this Big Ten deal and the NCAA still digging around, that Michigan and NCAA investigators and personnel, that, hey, look, Harbaugh's going to miss half the season. He'll, he'll be suspended for six games, number two coach in America. And we're talking alleged illegal lunch buy, alleged improper COVID-19 uh, practice rules not being followed, and alleged sign stealing. Six games already that maybe there was a deal cut where the NCAA never sends that notice of allegations, that maybe they they conclude an investigation on their own and there's limited punishment of Harbaugh here. Something had to happen behind closed doors for Michigan to do this that would favor them more than just the Big Ten stopping their investigation because they could have won that in court tomorrow. In terms yeah, of, and I agree. With, I, I agree. Right. With you. In terms of just a suspension, they could have won that in court. Right, and and I think that the the thing that you can hang your hat on with that scenario is the fact that the NCAA has already come out and said that there is no evidence that links Joe Harbaugh to any of this sign stealing stuff at all. The NCAA has already said that, so uh, that that makes your argument there, or your statement, or your scenario. Uh, makes it hold a lot of water there. They don't have Harbaugh. They don't have the good. John Harbaugh said the other day they took his phone, they took his computers, and they found nothing of substance. And so if that's the case, why did Michigan make the deal? Because, you know, we, we just want this to be over. You know, and, and, and we're going to lose Jim for three more games, and and then it's over. And, and everybody's talking about this contract. He, I, I think I want to say... I don't think anybody admitted guilt in this. I mean, that's that's what kind of most people out there are assuming. Well, Michigan saw the handwriting on the wall. The only reason this this hearing was being held tomorrow was to lift a a a a, a suspension order by the conference. None of this legal action tomorrow was going to involve itself in culpability or responsibility to any infraction. So to suggest that, oh, you know, this is the smoking gun that, you know, they backed up because I don't think there was, this was not the hearing that was going to do that. It was all it was going to do was going to decide whether Jim was coaching the next three days. Behind the scenes, as you're saying, maybe there were other issues, but this hearing tomorrow, I think Michigan would have won. The other issues, which we don't know, but we can speculate, are what I think changed the tune and tenor of the whole deal. Well, the other issues are uh, what could be leaked to sources, uh, which has been the case from the start of this story involving Harbaugh sign stealing in Michigan. Uh, NCAA investigators going to CMU where there are, I think, four members, don't quote me, at least four members with ties to the Michigan uh, coaching tree with Harbaugh, or at least connected to his staff. But then on the flip side, if, if that egregious evidence was there, 
uh, Michigan would suspend Harbaugh for the rest of the season pending the investigation. Right? I, again, yeah, no, yeah. It's a, you, you, you play out the scenarios, and there's some things, you go, well, why didn't they do, you know, so they, well, if that's the case, why didn't they do this? And you say, well, if they didn't do that, then maybe it's not there. I don't, I don't know. I, again, I'm with you. There, this has probably raised more questions than it's going to answer. Uh, but down the road, you know, maybe something will leak out or something will get out or who, whatever uh, to find out why the change uh, between last Friday afternoon prior to Penn State and Thursday morning to agree to the suspension and move on. Um, I, I do think it's better for the football team. The fact that, okay, it's over. We know what's going on. Jim's not going to be here. We can go ahead and do our business. Plus, he's, he's there with, with them at practice every day. It's not like he's not preparing the team for the game. So he still has a lot of input. The only thing the input he doesn't get is from, what, 10 in the morning on uh, 10 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon, Saturday. If I'm Bill Simonson and I was in, in Award Manual or Santa Ono's place as AD or president, the only way I'd do this about face if I also cut a backroom deal with the NCAA that Harbaugh, we're going to do these three games. We self-impose the first three games. That's six out of 12 guys. What else you want for these allegations? We're talking sign, alleged sign stealing, alleged improper purchase of a lunch, alleged COVID-19 practice violations, uh, a few other things. What, what more do you want? This guy did six game suspension. Yeah. And, and again, right. None of these. Yeah, exactly. And, and to me, I know that they call them level one, level two, and level three infractions and all that other stuff, but none of that stuff. And, and to be honest with you, the sign stealing thing is they talk about it being involving the integrity of the game. That's so ridiculous. I'm sorry. I just guys try to do that everywhere. I mean, the integrity of the game, it's like to gain a competitive advantage. I think that's the most ludicrous thing. You know, what's a competitive advantage? If you got Calvin Johnson at 6'5", uh, out wide in a red zone, playing against a 5'10", 185 wide uh, defensive back, and you look at him, that's a competitive advantage. And you know what? Every coach in America would take advantage of that advantage. Sometimes your guys are better than their guys. That's a competitive advantage because you recruited better. And, and, and I get sick and tired of people thinking that you gained, you know, it, it's like Deion Sanders. You know, Out of the mouths of Deion Sanders comes greatness. And the fact that he said earlier in this whole thing, he says, look, you can give him your playbook. You still got to stop him. And, and that's, that's what it comes down to. By seven or eight games into the season, everybody knows what everybody else is going to do anyway. It's, it's, I, 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 they make so much of it. And uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's much ado about nothing. And, and I know they call it a, an offense and it's ruining the integrity of the game and all that. I just, I think it's just we're, we're way we're way out over our skis on this deal. Yeah, when I hear integrity of the game and and the holy righteous people claiming that, I, I think I think way, about name, image, and likeness. I think that's about a great way to put it: the holy righteous. I, I I think about name, image, and likeness, and I'm watching Hunter Dickinson the other night, and the report said upwards of four hundred grand in name, image, and likeness money, which is basically pay to play, and they look the other way. On all these deals, they, they listed the money some of these players are getting in the country, the top 10. And every dude was over like $3.5 this year. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, pay to play. Uh, you see a few guys doing commercials, right? You'll see yep. a few. I, I don't see Hunter oh, Dickinson no, earning his money. How about the kid from Southern California, Caleb uh, Wave, the guy that is the quarterback? He's doing Wendy's commercials with Matt Leinert, the guy. And, and he's doing another one with because uh, it's lucky number thirteen with the Doctor oh, Pepper, yeah. right? And he's doing yeah the Nissan. He's doing the Nissan Heisman house, right? Well, then that's cool. But what's Hunter Dickinson doing to earn uh, all that reported money he got that Michigan won match to go play at Kansas? You see him I, on anything? I don't see him on anything, but I sure see him playing a lot of basketball. So do I, making money, driving, you know. Yep. Sweet wheels. Ten years, ago, ten years ago, that would have been, you know, you'd have been on death penalty. Pay to play. Yeah. I would say this. Unless there is amazing evidence forthcoming from the NCAA, unless there is, because they keep saying, whether it's Michigan, the Big Ten, and even the NCAA sources told Ross Dellinger last week that there has been no connection to Harbaugh in terms of Connor Stallions. Uh, and Six-game suspension for everything. I'm just going with everything that's been alleged. In the hardball, as the head coach, you have to pay a penalty when someone underneath you does something, even if you didn't know about it. That's NCAA rules. It's like the Big Ten sportsmanship rule is there. But, man, you, you, you took a hit of six games in a year where your team is number two in the country. This is unprecedented. And I, I think what – unless there's crazy – and, again, this story, you never know what's coming – Unless there is something real egregious, I think Hardball has paid his price, personally. Well, I, I would agree. I, I think that, that they're trying to make it out that the uh, naysayers and the people that are against it are trying to make it out like Jim Harbaugh is some you know, master crime guy sitting in a room full of computers you know, and, and doing this stuff and finding ways to make it. I, you know, and that's not it. He's, he's coaching football. He's a, he's a ball coach like Steve Spurrier, you know? He's not. He's not. You know, Goldfinger. Jimmy. You know? Jimmy. I got to tell you a story that in Harbaugh's first year, when I first did the initial interview with him, at the end of the interview, typical Harbaugh spontaneous messaging live on air statewide. He goes, "Hey, how much would you uh, charge me to do my voicemail?" And I'm like, "I go what?" I go, <laughs> "I go." He goes, yeah, "For my phone." And I go. Um, how about you send me a script and I'll email it back to you and I won't charge you anything. He goes, okay. So that's like uh, end of July before he went into the submarine. The right. week the week of the Ohio State game, I think it's first year, right? Yeah. Um, that uh, I get an invite out of nowhere uh, that I can come down to Schembechler Hall. I sit in the scout room, which has all the TVs where scouts can watch film on Michigan football players. I'm allowed to do a broadcast where I get access to everybody. Harbaugh was busy, but I got all the assistants, players, everything. It was amazing. Recorded the show before practice. So I'm getting done, and I want to go to Mr. Spots and get a, a Philly sub. I love that place. Philly cheesesteak. Oh, love them. Love them. And uh, so I, I'm, I haven't eaten like in five hours. I'm starving, right? Going to drive back to Grand Rapids and uh, – also, David Abloff, you know him, you know, the oh, yeah. media relations. Yeah, I love David. Yeah, I love David. He goes, hey, uh, coach wants to say goodbye to you before I leave. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm starving. Okay, borderline, I'm, I'm, I'm entering hangry land. And right. uh, I, I walk up the stairs at Schembechler Hall from the, the draft room there by the front door. And I right. walk in, and all of a sudden we didn't walk in. Abloff goes, hold on one second. And I think it was Amara Darbo. He's railing somebody about not going for their physical therapy or whatever. 
And this is like Wednesday of the week, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday of the week. I forget. And so I hear him rail and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. I tell Abloff, I, I, I'm going to go eat. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for everything, buddy. He goes, no, oh, no, no. He's, he, he wants to see you now. So I walk in to Harbaugh in his office and it's overlooking, you know, the indoor practice facility. And he goes, Hey, right. how, how you doing, man? And I go, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, things are good. He goes, I go, hey, man, thanks for all the access to the players and coaches. They were fantastic. I'll, I'll get David the copies of the interviews, and I appreciate your time on the air. And he goes, I'll say, he says, hey, uh, you got to do that. Uh, you got to record that voicemail for me? And I go, <laughs> okay. I, I go, really? I go, yeah. So, and this is where I'm telling you about Harbaugh being secretive and planning things. So he he has like two phones in front of him. I assume one's a personal phone, one's probably a recruit uh, phone. Has the Michigan yeah. you know case on it. And he goes, "Hey, can you do it here?" And I go, "Oh yeah, you, you, what's your passcode?" And he goes, "Oh okay." He goes, "Hold on." And he uh, so I hand him back the phone. He's just sitting down or standing up, and I'm on the other side of his desk. And he goes four 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 four. Hmm. He goes one four one four. Hmm. Oh oh four oh four. Hmm. And then it's now he takes his hat off and he's like, he goes, darn it. And he, uh, so he calls the assistant, you know, someone outside on the phone speaker. He goes, hey, well, what's a Michigan recruiting uh, passcode? He goes, I don't know. And then uh, I'm just standing there, Ablos by the door. The football assistant walks in and does it and he hands it to me. He goes, okay, you ready? Because you need a script? I go, no, I'm good. I go, what do you want in? He goes, how about uh, the epicenter of college football and enthusiasm unknown to mankind? I go, you got it. I go, so I, I start. He goes, you know how to work? I go, yeah, I know how to record uh, the voicemail. So I start. I go, hi, everybody. You've reached the epicenter of college. I do it. And I get done. And Harbaugh's holding up two fingers. He goes, man, that was so close to being perfect. <laughs> and I go, I go, what do you mean? He goes, I think he can do better. And I go, what? And I'm now I'm... I'm I'm ready to tell him where to stick it. So yeah. I go, well, let's do it again. So now I'm doing another one. Welcome to the epicenter of college football with enthusiasm unknown to mankind. And I flub on the next word, whatever it was. He goes, man, that was sounding good. And I'm going. <laughs> and then he's finally, coaching I, you. he's coaching you up. No, he's, he's pushing me to see what, uh, I, if I'm going to throw the phone against the wall. And then, uh, so I do the third one and it works. And I go, hey, man, I got to go. And he goes, yeah, he goes. I appreciate that. And he goes, uh, hey, I'm going to do something big for recruiting on my first signing day, full signing day. And I, I, want, you, I want you to be the voice of it. And I go, I go yeah, let David know. Uh, give me a date. If I don't have anything on my calendar, I'll come down. He goes, well, how much would you charge us? I go, uh, how, how about I just do it for free? And uh, thank you for the interviews. And it's a start of a relationship. He goes, Okay. He goes, we'll be in touch. And then, yeah, and then I did the voice stuff for what the first two, or the only two, signing of the yeah, stars. The only yeah, two, the only two. Uh, yeah, those, uh, yeah, but my point was, my, my point was, the guy couldn't open up his own phone, so I don't think he has some elaborate plan no, with Connor Stone. Like it doesn't sound like a mastermind criminal no. mind, does it? No, it doesn't. No, but, 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 that's, but that's what they're trying to make it out to be. And, and, I, and I, you and I both know him well enough to know that, you know, I mean, here's a guy who stops in the wintertime and helps an Ann Arbor police officer move a down tree out of, the, out of a street that's rainy and sleety. That, that's him. He's, just, he's, he's not this 
this criminal mastermind people are trying to make him out to be. And I, and I, it, it is what it is. We, we have a lot of questions regarding this, this, this deal that was struck today. I get all that. But, but let's get back to normal and, and let's watch football. He has assembled an outstanding football team with great talent and great kids, and they're playing at an extremely high level. Let's not forget that, and, and let's not forget what those kids have accomplished this year and could accomplish going forward. How about, I'm not worried about the Maryland game if I'm a Michigan fan, but the Ohio State game with no Harbaugh there. It really is interesting, something that uh, Clayton Safey said earlier from the Wolverine.com. Can you imagine if Sharon Moore beats Ryan Day and Michigan records her third straight win over Ohio State and keeps the Buckeyes away from the Big Ten championship game and a shot at another trophy that Michigan has won the last two years. That That's a nice sidebar potential storyline. But the reality is, Jim, knowing you're not going to have Jim Harbaugh for the next two weeks, not just before kickoff like last week against Penn State, what effect do you think that will have on the Michigan football team, the players? I don't know. I, I don't think much. The only thing I was concerned with, and I noticed in the uh, Penn State game, the game management was a little bit lax. There were some timeout situations going on that I, I, you know, I wasn't real happy with. But I think that's one of those things that you learn as you go. Uh, it didn't cost them against Penn State, but that's something that you sit there and you talk to Sharon and and the other guys about, you know, in regards to getting plays in on time, so JJ doesn't have to call timeouts, and you don't have to use those timeouts. Uh, I think that can be corrected. Um, but again, I, I, I think that Jim has the Monday through Friday. It's it's not like his end. The only thing is he's not there on Saturdays. And that's that, that's that's hard to quantify what what his him missing. It's not like he's it's it's not like we remember we talked a little bit about when Bo was not on the sideline for the Rose Bowl. He was sick. He was he had, had a heart attack. And that's that's a different dynamic than than being with the guys all week and knowing he's watching and he's there and everything else that this is a situation beyond his control that you can, I think, I think they'll be okay. I mean, if you just don't know, um, then you won't know until you get into the middle of the situation, but, but I personally think it'll be okay. I think they learned some things in the Penn state game in regards to game management, maybe take a couple of things off Sharon's table in that game uh, as the head coach and what, what you, you know, what that, those duties are. And, 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 and so you, you don't have some of those, Miscommunications regarding timeouts and things like that, game management type things, and um, and kind of come through it clean. And this will be another opportunity against Maryland because you're on the road again. It's different on the road than than it is at home. Jim Brandstatter, former voice of Michigan football, getting his thoughts on the shocking turn of events this afternoon that the University of Michigan and Jim Harbaugh have agreed to serve the full three game suspension that the Big Ten ordered. The court hearing has been canceled. Tomorrow, the Big Ten ends their investigation. No more they can do to Harbaugh uh, pending their own investigation. There is that wording after the NCAA investigation, but I don't know when the deal struck if everything is completely uh, gone, but very interesting. Appreciate your opinion on it, Jimmy. Enjoy that Maryland game Saturday. Hey, I will. It's always a pleasure talking with you, Bill. You take care. All right, Jim Brandstad, our former voice of Michigan football, checking in.